welcome to Kuyamaka Conversations. My name is Julian Wilson. I am a student at the Music Industry Seminar class and today's host for the episode of October 19th. Today I will be talking to Daniel Baco, who is a fellow student at Kuyamaka College, as well as San Diego local and instrumental artist. During our conversation, we discuss being a performance artist in the time of corona and dancing to achieve flow state. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. We have uh, Daniel Baco here, a good friend of mine. Uh, we're both students at Cuyamaca, uh, but I am doing the interviewing here now, and he is going to answer my questions. Ooh, sounds interesting. <laughs> what do you have for me today, Julian? Uh, what did you have for breakfast? Is not uh, a question you know, I, I would to... ask. Are you sure? Okay. Well, yeah. I had, some, I had some scrambled eggs. It was pretty good. Justin, yeah. Do you have a secret for your scrambled eggs? I do not. No secrets. My secret is uh, uh, butter. Yeah, it sounds about right. You know the usual. Yeah, you got. Depends like on how much, but it doesn't really three matter. Three pats of butter. I like my eggs real creamy. Yeah, there you go. But I guess that's neither here nor there, because we're here to talk about music. And yep. you are a local San Diego artist. Yes, I am. Of the music variety. I and hope so. The good people would like to know, what is your background in music? My background in music, well, I got my I got my first guitar at six. But I didn't start playing seriously until around uh, 11 or 12. And because I was a dancer first, and but... I'm growing way too fast, which is a longer story. My knees gave out, so I had to find another outlet for my uh, rhythm, right. which which is when I picked up guitar and just went with there. And so, yeah. yeah. That's a good transition. It's been a long time. The guitar is kind of a full full body instrument. Yeah, it is, especially the way I beat up my guitars. So, yeah, it sounds about right. Got those heavy gauge strings, man, 13s all the way, no matter what guitar. Is that is Then you're saying that's because you like to beat up your guitar? So to speak. Pretty much, yeah. I gotta have strings I can handle the gotta have strings I can handle the pressure, you know? Yeah. Well what what kind of style would you say that is that you have to get such heavy duty strings? I have to say, you know, you know, there's a whole bunch of different subgenres of metal, but um I like to say metal acoustic, but what I would really like to say it's more a percussive um with um with a metal bass, but I really liked, I really tried to study flamenco in high school, and I'm also studying classical and flamenco here um, at Grossmont and Cuyamaca. Oh, very cool. And it's got all those influences together, you know, like you hear from all these different instrumental artists, which is what I am. You know, they have all these, all, all these different influences, but I like to say mine is more like a modern metal percussive because I really do beat up my guitars. I mean, they're, I'm surprised some of them don't have extra holes in them. <laughs> I Unless guess we could call there. it uh, Baco Metal. That's pretty good. Yeah, hashtag Baco Metal. Let's hashtag go with that. Baco metal. We're gonna start a new uh, new wave of metal. Yeah, there you go. So that that that'd be killer. <laughs> be a pioneer right there. If you were to describe yourself um, with like a couple bands or artists, you know, people like to say like, "Oh, uh, I'm like if." Uh, this guy and that person had a baby 
if two bands are yeah. artists, two or three bands are artists, had a baby, what what would that be for you? So um, there's a there's a few bands that I grew up listening to that you know just always got me hyped. So the two bands when it comes to like mainstream stuff, I'd have to say would be Seether and Disturbed. Okay. But if you put those two together, and then this one artist who happens to be my hero, I got to open for him. His name is Robert Earl Longley. He is a flamenco guitarist. He is one of the coolest people I've ever met. He asked me one question. He said, why did you, what reason were you playing that song for tonight? And this song is called Hollow Soul. It's one of my more popular ones. And I told him, I was just there to have fun. And he said, well, do you do this for the fans or do you do this for yourself? I said, I kind of just do it for myself. He said, well, you're doing it for the right reason. Cause if you don't do it for yourself, what are the fans going to get out of it? Some wise so, words right there. Yeah. And he, yeah. And once, once I heard those words, I was like, Whoa, man. So, so like time slowed down for a second. It was kind of like a, kind of like a shock to the system, real world, you know? Yeah. Got goosebumps. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I had goosebumps. I got, I got a little bit just hearing those words. Those good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, know when time slows down for a fast, out. for a fast guitar player, you're just like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> you enter that flow state, and you're just like, yeah, in it. And if I recall correctly, um, you recently started, uh, dance backup. Yes, I did. I'm actually, um. When I was a kid, I was, you know, I loved Michael Jackson, had to learn the moonwalk. Gotta. But um, I also, you know, saw a few movies where these kids were breakdancing. And uh, I did one full rotation on my head and never got never got anywhere else from that. Wow. <laughs> I tried to, but um, there was really, I couldn't keep my balance. That's when I started to grow. So, you know, kind of lopsided mm, doing yeah. a handstand. But anyway, but yeah, I've been taking a hip-hop dance class with Melissa Dow at Grossmont for the past two years now. And it is, um, it's an amazing thing to do. I mean, as a musician, as any artist, you know, your brain is always spitting out ideas here or there, good, bad, mm. but your brain never shuts off. And I was trying to figure out a way because to do that, because that can be stressful sometimes, you know, you just got one idea here, one idea there. And then all of a sudden, you know, class, class starts and you're spitting ideas during class, you fail the test and you're like, okay, I got to get, make more ideas. So I said, mm -hmm. you know what? I haven't done this in a long time. So I just said, you know, I love the music. Why don't I just go for it? So I did. And that's when, once I hit that environment, I was able to go with the music rather than make it. So the, it was as if the music was making me and I wasn't the making the music. And that's where my brain just kind of just like, not flatline, but kind of just like, no, cool down, nothing yeah. to worry about. It's like, it's kind of like everything disappeared, you know, in that moment when you're performing, but it was more or less, you know, Hey, you're just here. It's just the moment. There's, there's really nothing else, nothing much more to that, but yeah, I love it. Hip hop dance kind of saved my sanity for, for lack of better words. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I've heard uh, from quite a few musicians, actually, that uh, the flow state is really important with uh, the process. And and I've been trying to, um, you know, achieve 
uh, quote unquote the flow state, but I still got to keep looking, I guess. Everyone gets there in their own different way. So it's unique for everybody. I can tell you right now, there's a metal guitarist that I know I won't name names, but he likes ballet. Cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's what that's what allow his mind. That's what allow his. That's what allows his mind to function properly. And he writes a ton of songs. I don't know. I'm if talking I can like do that. My feet are shaped weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I commend him because some of the balance stuff they have to do, I'm just like, whoa, man. I, I, yeah, it's intense. I have balance, but not like that. Not on my not on my big toe alone. Sorry, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's some there's some amazing stuff they do in there. You you're a live performer, mainly. A little yes, bit I of am. a songwriter. How, yeah. How have you been dealing with that during uh, these COVID times? Uh, these COVID times hit me hard, my friend. Hit me hard. Yeah. I was actually um. Actually, did a couple shows at Brick by Brick San Diego in Sports Arena area, and they were absolutely phenomenal. Got to meet some awesome people. And, um, I mean, there were, I mean, I only had a few friends that came on um, man, I had to pay for a few of the tickets myself just so I could play, but you know, we some, some of us fall into that situation, you, you know, you it's unfortunate, but you know, if you want to play, you'll make it happen. Right. So I mm-hmm. made it happen. Then actually one of my friends who, um, is disabled, one of the co-headlining bands, the lead singer came up to her and said, Hey, when we're back in town, here's free tickets. And in sign language, she said, thank you for coming. Oh, that's and awesome. Cause she was uh, trying to teach uh, my other friend sign language earlier that night. And it's no, it's, it was just like, it was very humble. You don't see a lot of that in other bands. They're just like there to play and then leave. Hmm. I mean, I know that's a stereotype. I'm not saying a lot of bands aren't grateful or humble, but it, should, it was just like humbling to see it in person. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm mostly a live performer. You know, before COVID, you know, being at school, I'd just walk around playing my guitar and people would be like, ooh, who's that guy? Yeah, I remember like, that. Because, so, I mean, there are some people that say, hey, I mean, why is this guy out there playing guitar? And then other people say, why is he not out there playing guitar right now? I mean, have you heard him play? Mm-hmm. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I mean, I just I just like that freedom. You know, walk around playing my guitar, having nothing else to worry about. And just, you know, people ask me, hey, you can take any requests. I'm like, yeah, you know this one? like no it's like do you enjoy it they're like yeah okay i'll keep playing it because <laughs> i don't normally take requests but i'm working on it though i'm working on it yeah yeah i wish everyone could just walk around with an instrument but... yeah music departments kind of like that but they we kind of can find ourselves to the music department i'm like why confine yourself when you could just walk around playing something and you know if you get a compliment you get a compliment you get a criticism you get a criticism but all in all it's up to you you want to play you play yeah I just haven't found a good uh, keyboard that I could just hang on my shoulders or something. Yeah, I can see where that can be difficult. You know, you can't lug around a grand piano everywhere you go, you know? Oh. Could uh, carry my MIDI keyboard, though. Yeah, just keep one of those 25 keys, you know, in your backpack and then put it on, connect it to your phone and just go. Bluetooth it everywhere. Oh, true. Yeah, it does work with my phone. Yeah. Well, I don't have a Bluetooth. I have like a USB-C to USB-A. Yeah, yeah, that still works though. Oh yeah, you fancy kids and your blue teeth and your rock music. So, what are your 
goals as a musician here in San Diego. Do, do you plan oh. on staying here for the this music scene? You know, I want to, but I mean, there's so much more out there that I haven't experienced. Mm. But my goals as a musician isn't aren't confined to uh, a location. Um, just San Diego. What I want to be and what I strive to be is an inspiration for others in their creativity, regardless of it, whether it's music or um, painting, drawing. Uh, what's another great art? I don't know, scrapbooking. I mean, simple, not, well, that's not simple, but um, other things like that. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as it involves imagination and positivity, Creativity. that's what I strive to be, is it be an inspiration. And that's kind of what I live by. Well, hey, you've already inspired me. Hey, there you go. One more person. Love yeah. it. I mean, if it wasn't for you, I would still be at Grossmont instead of taking Well, there's nothing wrong with Grossmont. Well, Quimaca. I mean, they both got their pros and cons, but I'm not going to name things because, you know, I've been here, I've been in the system way too long and I got too many stories. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So in, uh, in five years, what do you think people are going to be seeing Daniel Baco doing? You know, with the way things in my life are going right now, uh, I'd say the first couple of years are going to be a struggle. You know, just trying to get through the COVID times, you know, because live music is probably like last on the list after a vac- after the vaccination comes out. So, but I mean, I've been trying to stream, not really been successful, but you know, but I'm really, I'm really proud of my music. And I know, I know that can be a good or a bad thing. But I'm trying to work on the copyrights because, you know, if someone were to steal my music, I'd be absolutely devastated. Mm. I want to, I'd rather take the long process and do it right than do it, than get signed or whatever. And then, you know, losing those rights and I'm the absolute creator and no one else had any other involvement in it. You know, that would absolutely Mm. crush me. And I've seen, you know, musicians just like drop out of, being a musician because of that because they just lost everything they created you know it's very personal Mm -hmm. but i'd say the first two years are going to be kind of a struggle because uh, i'm actually working on that again and um and then the next three years up in the air i'm pretty sure anything could happen i believe the sky's the limit yeah no i don't think the sky's the limit i like to say the (laughs) cosmos are the limit man (laughs) I mean, it's infinite, right? It's infinite. Got the multiverses going on right now. For all I know, I could already be famous in another universe. Yeah, just got to tap into that. Yeah, I got to figure it out. (laughs) When I do, I'll let you know. All right. If you're not tied down to San Diego, is there another place that you could see yourself going to musically? Musically? Like maybe Spain or I don't know, wherever flamenco guitar is. Well, actually, it's, now that you think, now that I think about it, um, you know, one of my dream schools, I think every musician's dream school for college is Berkeley. But they do have a study abroad program. And one of those locations is in Spain. Hmm. Because, you know, um, 
Spanish in um, in America or in Mexico and Central America, it's all different, but Spain is more formal. And I have, I'm actually only four classes away from getting my associates in Spanish. So, it, I mean, and we're all, we're taught both uh, when it comes to the pronunciations. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind going to Spain. You know, if, uh, if I had to go abroad, I'd definitely go to Spain. But uh, if I wanted to stay local, I'd, if I wanted to stay in the States, I'd say um, either Los Angeles, you know, so it's close to home. Yeah. Not ready to leave that yet. There's a big scene out there. I know a few people that have gone up there for the music. Or possibly New York, but that's just because there's, you know, New York will make a break, will make or break you. Mm -hmm. But still there's there's the opportunities there i mean lots of opportunity lots of opportunities and uh if i wanted to just be a studio musician and not worry about genre at all just be very versatile i'd say nashville Hmm. because that's a from what i've listened to regardless of genre i mean Nashville seems to be like not only a hub, but kind of like a pass-through point. Mm-hmm. Almost like a mecca. Yeah. Of music in the States yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. But LA and um, New York City are the same way, but you know, Nashville just seems like a more calm place. Yeah. It's like they got music in the roots. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, you walk in and be like, hey, you play guitar? Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right. Let's play a guitar together. Yeah. So uh, we've got some audio here from you. Yes, the track, I believe, is called Transcendence. Yes, it is.
Wow, what a great track. Oh, I thank you. I strive to have great tracks, you know. Yes, you're very proud of your music. Yes, I am. And I think that's a good uh, thing. Like I said, that can go either way, depending on who you're talking to. I believe you make it a good thing. Well, thank you. So I was wondering about the title, Transcendence. What, what does Transcendence mean to you and this song? Well, in this song, Transcendence means to me is kind of like the action of what my stage name is which is Sounds Beyond Afterlife. And um, so the song was kind of, when I was writing the song, I was actually just experimenting with different sounds and then some effects like reverb and delay, you know. And I just, and I was also working on my tapping with just Mm. my left hand. So lots of hammer-ons and pull-offs for guitar. And I was experimenting with tunings. And I figured, you know, why don't I just do what I normally do and roll it all up into one? Because when I played that song and, yeah, when I played that song and put it all together, I realized, you know, this is kind of like the action of my stage name because I think of it as a positive outcome. But, you know, sounds beyond afterlife, you know, the afterlife can go up or down left or right all different directions be like the glass elevator from Willy wonka but um and when i think of the action of my stage name is be the inspiration i think that i think when i hear myself and when i see myself play that song in video and when i hear the recording when i go back and listen to it and also on this track you know, you feel that positivity and you feel just sort of like the atmospheric almost. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good. Yeah, I definitely felt that come through. The positivity and the space. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang, I think you just answered all my questions in one go. <laughs> okay, cool. I like that. All right, we got one more. Uh, so what surprised you the most about how this song turned out? You know, what surprised me the most was that, you know, that was all uh, direct input to the computer through an audio interface. And uh, because the mics um, that I was using at home kind of crapped out. So Mm -hmm. I redid it at school in the piano lab at Cuyamaca. So it was just straight from your guitar into the input. Yeah, it was straight from my guitar to uh, direct box with effects for the uh, for the sounds, which is a longer conversation, which will be about an hour to be simplified the explanation. But anyway, I did it to modify the uh, sound of my uh, acoustic guitar. Mm. Then I added some delay in the signal chain, and I just went for it. I, that track probably there that was all one take on probably like the 50, 50th take too. So by the really? time I was done, I was surprised my hand wasn't cramping immediately. <laughs> but then about ten minutes later, my hand was stuck, not oh. not like a claw or nothing. It was stuck like widespread out, like a flat piece of paper. <laughs> like your fingers were trying to get away from each other. 
Yeah, they were. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the, the rest of the class that day, because it was right before class, and they look at me like, Baka, what's wrong with your hand? I was like, yeah, I just did uh, about a 50-take song, and they were all about a minute long, and then the last take, which was perfect, which is about the 50th take, I did about five minutes. And then uh, often look at me, wow, you just destroyed your hand. And then a couple of other guitarists in the same class were just like, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds about the usual if you do it that much. I mean, it's overdoing it, but he did it, though. That was yeah, good. honestly, 50 might be a little short. Yeah, it's like, and that was within probably about a half hour. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, there was just some stuff that I didn't like, and I kept making a mistake here and there, and then you just kept adding on to what was good, and yeah, it was, I loved it. All right. I didn't love the paint afterwards, but the nope. product sure sounded good to me. The process is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's about all my questions. As you said before, uh, you go by the stage name of Sounds Beyond Afterlife. Yes, I do. Which I think is really cool, by the Thank way. Thank you. Great name. Um, is there anywhere that any of our listeners will be able to find you and more of your music? Yeah, I actually have um, I have a main website, which is soundsbeyondafterlife.com. And then I have two profile websites, which are ReverbNation.com slash SoundsBeyondAfterlife and NumberOneMusic.com slash SoundsBeyondAfterlife. And then also you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, both the same thing, at SoundsBeyondAfterlife. Yeah, basically, you just you just type in SoundsBeyondAfterlife. I'm pretty much there. Awesome. Been trying to monopolize on that name ever since I came up with it. No one's used it, so I figured buy it all up. There you go. Yep. Got to hit it while it's hot. Yep. Well, I, I sure hope that this COVID thing goes away soon so that we can see you perform live. Because last time I saw you, it was a treat. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that because, um, you know, a lot not a lot of people say anything, but last time I played, which was at Brick by Brick, you know, you know, all my friends showed up in front of the stage, but you know, that's the usual stuff. Your friends come to see you, right? Sure, yeah. But like nobody was watching me. They were all at the bar, they were all talking in the back. And I get to my second song and I got the entire room staring. Get to the third song. I got people getting up, you know, cheering and everything. I was just like, you know what? I think I think I can do this. I think I can do this. This sounds pretty all good. Right. You know, they may not be coming to the stage, but like, hey, you got their attention, right? Yep. <laughs> Well, it was great talking to you. Well, thank you, Julian. Thanks for coming on the show again, because I, I think you've already hosted this like a couple times at this point, right? Uh, just one time. But by the time this comes out? Just, just one time by myself, but, you know, I've been in the background, you know, asking questions, but that was afterwards, but still, it was pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope you have a great day, great weekend. Uh I hope the audience has a great day or weekend or week wherever you are in the month. If you're listening to this coming out, have a great week. Yeah, you know, you want to make sure, you know, you're all prepared, good to go. I mean, after all, you know, you got, can't be prepared for all things in life, but, you know, it's just better to be prepared. Oh, yeah. I mean, being prepared, you're more likely to be prepared than not be prepared. Yeah, you want to enjoy your week, right? So why not be prepared for it? 
there we go. Be prepared to enjoy your week. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening.